Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. Why I Became a Mason A. L. Art Bird, 32nd Degree After reading the Why I Became a Mason articles in the Scottish Rite Journal, I really began to think about that question. Why did I become a Mason? It seemed as if I had heard about Masons and their deeds all of my life. For a while, I worked just a few blocks down the street from the Shriners Burn Center in Galveston, Texas, and one of my daughters actually worked there. But I didn't join the fraternity at that time because I was under the impression that you had to have a lot of money to be a Mason. The event that convinced me to join Masonry was a car accident I witnessed involving an elderly couple from California. Their pickup truck was too damaged to drive, and when I discovered they knew no one in Tulsa, I took them home with me. My wife fixed them a meal and made our guest room and telephone available to them. When they left, the couple said to my wife, your husband must be a Mason because Masons are the only people who help others like this. Of course, we all know Masons are not the only ones who help people, but I was so impressed with their comments about Masonry, I asked my wife if she knew anyone I could talk to about becoming a Mason. She said, my brother is a Mason. Talk to him. I couldn't believe it. When I asked her brother how I could become a member, he was so happy. He not only offered to get me a petition, but paid for my first three degrees as well. In the process of getting references, I was surprised to find four of my close neighbors were Masons. Well, I still don't have a lot of money, but I feel rich because I'm privileged to be a member of Petroleum Lodge Number 474 Tulsa Scottish Rite Bodies and Akdar Shrine Temple, all in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I would also suggest to all Masons, don't hide your candle under a bushel. Wear your emblems proudly, and you'll be surprised how many people ask you about Masonry. As we continue sharing episodes in our Why I Became a Mason series, the following is from the December 1993 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA. This is by Dr. Richard Jennings, 32nd degree, of Pasadena, Texas. When I was a little boy during the Depression of the 1930s, my mother and father separated, and my brothers and I were placed in a children's home. I'm proud to say that it was a good home where I was taught Christian values and the ethic of labor. Things were very austere, but we were fed and sheltered. Also, we had fine masons from Jamestown, New York, who took us in tow and provided many things for us that we could never have had otherwise. In the springtime, for instance, we were taken to an amusement park where we had all sorts of competitive races, such as a potato sack, relay, and wheelbarrow. The grand finale was a pie-eating contest. What a mess! Usually it was blueberry, so it would show up on the black and white cameras. Then we were given tickets to the amusements and could enjoy the rides. We even had a picnic lunch with lemonade. Then at Christmas time, the Masons took us to Hotel Jamestown for a turkey dinner. We were given gifts. There was a magician, Santa, and all. These were precious moments to me. I vowed that if I was ever old enough, I would be a Mason too. Years later, that vow came to pass. Since that time, many wonderful things have happened to me by virtue of just being a Mason. 
When I was in Korea, for instance, every week a mason came to my wife and children back in the States to see if they needed anything. I am blessed to have had masonry as a part of my life. May people everywhere be as kind to each other as masons were to me as a child. The following is from the July 1993 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction. This is written by John Samuel Eckler, 32nd degree. <clears throat> it's part of the Why I Became a Mason series. And he actually titles this, Greater Love Hath No Man, a tribute to John Willis Shearer. Being born in Kentucky in 1938, I grew up with trains. Practically every man in town was a train man, and many of them were masons, as was my father. I shined shoes at a barber shop, and train men would press a dime in my hand and ask whose boy I was. When I would say I was Blaine Eckler's youngest son, they would say, Your dad is a good man in mason, and so was your grandfather. My maternal grandfather, John Willis Shearer, had died in a train accident five years before I was born. Being young, I was not at first told the details of his death. Later, however, I found out. He was the conductor on a freight train. One day on September 18, 1933, to be exact, he saw a gasoline hand car approaching on the same track as his train at Shawhan near Paris, Kentucky. When applying the brakes, he was thrown between the train and the hand car. This action, according to those who remember him, saved many lives. My grandfather John was raised to the sublime degree of Master Mason, October 25, 1923, at Latonia, Kentucky, Lodge Number 746. I am so proud of his life and his courage in the face of imminent danger. It was his example as a man and Mason, which in large part caused me to petition Shrylock Lodge Number 223 in Hollywood, Maryland. As I approach the age he was when he died, I'm constantly reminded of my obligation as a Master Mason, and of the vows and great lessons we teach in Freemasonry and the Scottish Rite. My life may never reach my grandfather's greatness, but I shall always strive to be better than myself. The following article is from the November-December 2017 California Freemason Magazine, written by John L. Cooper III, past Grand Master. It's titled, Why I Became a Mason. The promise of Freemasonry inspired a life devoted to its craft. This personal account of my Masonic education is my way of sharing some of the reasons that motivated me to become a Freemason, and the difference it has made since I first knocked at the door of a Masonic Lodge on May 28, 1964. The journey to becoming a Mason sometimes begins much earlier than we may think, and that journey may well begin, as it did for me, in the Masonic Youth Order of Demolay. A respected elder in the First Christian Church at Fullerton asked me one day, Have you ever heard of the or- about the Order of Demolay? I didn't know anything about Demolay, much less about Freemasonry or other Masonic organizations. Although my paternal grandfather had been a Mason, he died when I was six years old. Freemasonry has a rule against asking anyone to become a Mason, but that restriction does not apply to talking to young men about Demolay or inviting them to consider joining. As a 15-year-old young man, I was intrigued by Demolay as an organization and by the promise it presented to me. Had the elder never asked me about the young men's fraternity, I likely would never have discovered Demolay and probably would never have become a Freemason. And despite how greatly I valued my experience in Demolay, this membership probably would not have inspired me to seek to become a Mason had it not been for those mentors who made up our chapter advisory council and the examples they set for me. Beyond being great advisors for our chapter, they were men whose lives reflected the principles I valued. 
They were the kind of men that I wished to become as an adult. Today, so many years later, they have continued to influence my life, and because of them, at the age of 21, then the minimum age to ask to be a Mason, I petitioned a lodge for the degrees of Masonry. My journey in Freemasonry has been enabled and empowered by Masons who genuinely understood what Freemasonry represents and is capable of. They pointed me toward resources through which I could learn more about this amazing and ancient organization and encouraged me to study its teachings and history. I soon found that the more I learned, the more there was to learn, and early on I formed a habit, which I still have, to try and learn and understand something new every day. Freemasonry became a journey into gaining knowledge of myself beyond just learning more about Freemasonry itself. The more I came to understand the impact of the teachings of Freemasonry on my life, the more I was empowered to be successful in my chosen endeavors. The rough and perfect Ashlers became more than Masonic symbols. They became an ideal of personal progress, a way of understanding that we can be better tomorrow than we are today. It is the idea of growth that these two symbols represent, and growth in knowledge and understanding became a passion for me. The teachings of Freemasonry also shaped my understanding of the world of knowledge outside of the craft. Never satisfied with what I already knew, learning new things became a driving force for me in all aspects of my life. I found that a university education was not an end in itself, but the door to a lifelong commitment to learning more every passing year. Along the way, I met Masons who shared a similar passion, and many of these brothers are still the ones from whom I learn about Freemasonry in general and about life. They truly became friends and brothers, among whom no contention should ever exist except that noble contention, or rather emulation, of who best can work and best agree. The Masonic ideal is one in which we respect one another for our achievements, but without the destructive behavior so often seen outside the fraternity where competition can undermine friendship. Freemasonry has shaped my life in ways that I could never have imagined in 1958 as a 15-year-old boy at church when C. Stanley Chapman sought me out to ask if I knew about the Order of Demolay. Since then, I have tried to live a life that is worthy of his ask having asked that question so many years ago. So for now, I'm going to finish up this episode of Why I Became a Mason with Why I Became a Mason. So my name is Aaron Reddick. I am currently the master of Solomon Staircase Lodge number 357 in Buena Park, my fourth time around. So I became a Mason because a buddy of mine, uh, formerly a member of our lodge, he's left and actually moved to Tennessee since then. but. Uh, he was interested. We started talking about it, and we both started kind of looking into it and hit a point when it said, you know, this sounds like it's a pretty decent thing. So I think we both applied online for information. And initially, it's kind of funny. Initially, I was sent some information for um, the lodge that I'm currently a member of. I reached out, and I didn't hear back. And so I wasn't sure what to make of that. But then I did get a call from a different lodge, um, a little bit further away, but they called me and said, hey, we heard you're interested, you know, why don't you come on down and, and check out Masonry? So this lodge was Artesia Sunrise in Artesia, California, and Artesia Sunrise is a predominantly Filipino lodge. Um, so when I went there, there was me and one other guy uh, that were Caucasian, 
but they were the most welcoming group of guys. Just had a great time hanging out with them. They were all open, answered questions. Um, and although I wasn't a member, I hung out with them all night long that evening and just got to know a lot of the guys. And in the end, they said, hey, you know, you're more than welcome to stick around, but check out other lodges. See if there's anything else that you, you know, feel more comfortable with. And so I ended up going to Buena Park to uh, Solomon Staircase for one of their meetings, which was, uh, I think, the following Thursday. So both lodges met on a Thursday night. And I went there and I kind of got to talking to some of the guys, starting to get to know people a little bit. And they invited me to an event at the Long Beach Veterans Administration uh, Hospital. And so I thought, okay, well, that might be kind of interesting. So my wife and I went down and spent the day um, donating food, uh, visiting the vets, uh, cooking, and just having an incredible time just of service to the local vets or to the vets of the hospital there. And I remember looking at the guy who'd invited me and saying, you know what, if this is what you guys are about, I'm in. And I put in my application and I kept coming around. And that was in, what, 2008, I believe. So uh, I was initiated in around June. I want to say around July, August, maybe I got my second degree and I got my third degree. My buddy Todd and I both got our third degrees. We were raised on December 13th uh, on a Saturday, one after the other. I got to go first and he went second. So one of the nice benefits of doing a double degree, if you're the first one to go, as soon as you're done, you can watch the next guy and see everything you just went through. So that kind of started my journey. I immediately, within the next uh, couple of weeks after the first of the year, stepped into the line as I think the senior steward Midway through the year, went on to be marshal, and then jumped the chair to senior deacon, and then went through the line a couple times. Um, and I have never regretted any part of it. I think for me, it was the, the sense of charity. And what's kept me going and keeping me involved is that we still do charitable work. We still work with the Long Beach Veterans Hospital. We do stuff with the um, veterans uh Rehabilitation Center, also in Long Beach, I believe it is. We do stuff for the public schools. Um, that's that's one of the cool parts. The other part about it is just the guys at my lodge are just awesome. We have such an incredibly diverse but cool group of guys at our lodge that one of the things that most of our visitors say when they come in is they're like, man, you guys are just so welcoming and so cool. So that's a little bit about why I became a Mason and then what's kept me going so long. Um, anyway, it's kind of interesting because I'm almost interviewing myself. So I'm going to stop here and let this end the episode. If you have any questions, comments, our email is ss357 at gmail.com. Sorry, correction, that's sslodge357 at gmail.com. If there's anything you'd like to hear as a podcast, if there's any comments you'd like to make, please feel free to drop us a line. Um, we check that email all the time. And you're going to be hearing more and more stuff over the, 
the next few years. So uh, we're going to continue to keep putting this podcast out. We have so much material. There's constantly new stuff coming out. And we've got a couple members that are just absolutely brilliant and way into the esoteric stuff. So thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy it. And uh, be good people. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.